Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So, listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, it is Pam Perry, and we are back at it again, talking about getting out there and getting on. So today, I really want to talk about the publicity campaign. What does it entail? I'm going to unpack a few things, but just give you an example. Today, I spoke with a young lady who was from Milwaukee, who is in the process of writing a book. And as we talked about what it is that she uh, wants to write about and in this, I usually take people through a questionnaire. And this questionnaire pulls out questions of things that they need in order to build a platform. And I always say this, that if you're not writing a book to sell, you're actually writing journaling. You're just doing a diary. But if you're writing a book to publish, to sell, it has to have a platform in a market. So I took her some different questions. One, do you have a website? Yes, she did. But the website wasn't really what she wanted. Did she blog? Yeah. You know, does she have some social media sort of uh, any author photos, bio? No, no, no. So a lot of the questions is usually about 33 questions I take people through. And it's an assessment, like you're scoring it, almost like my media readiness one. And for publishing, I, I usually score it. And she scored it at about 25. And she says, so I guess I'm really not ready. It's more than just writing the book. Yes, it is more than writing a book. I'm Pam Perry. I've been helping authors and speakers, thought leaders and experts brand online and off for over three decades. Started out really working in the traditional PR field. So traditional PR field where I was the public relations director of the Salvation Army. And one of the things we always had to do at that point, we're not really promoting, obviously, speakers, but even though they were subject matter experts or people who the media called upon in order to get a certain perspective from disasters or, or in nonprofit human services arena. So every year, of course, the Salvation Army would have their uh, fundraising around Christmas time. We call it the Red Kettle, the Red Kettle kickoff. Now, every year around Christmas time, starting at Thanksgiving, through Christmas, the Salvation Army, known for the red shield, known for the red kettle, known for the bell ringer for years. It was my job, and I was there for seven years to figure out a new angle for that every single year. Now, it was just seven years for me. They've been around for a long time. So very certain times, you've got to be creative of how to tell the same story so that it's picked up every year because that is the major fundraising time between Thanksgiving and through Christmas. So we decided to make an event. Now, event marketing is very good when you're trying to add a different element of timeliness to what makes a good news story. Relevancy, timeliness, the fact that maybe pulling on some interest from the public, maybe celebrity, pulling in the human interest standpoint, the heartstrings. I'm do I did a um 
And, and those are the elements of what journalists look for, right? That's what they look for. I actually interviewed uh, six journalists that are from National Association of Black Journalists, and they told us in, you know, in my uh, summit what they were looking for, what it is they were looking for, relevancy, timeliness, uh, making sure that it's it involves a new cycle, that's something when I say relevancy. So every year around Christmas to, you know, Thanksgiving to Christmas, there is this whole part of how to make this interesting. Every single year, it's the same story. They, I'll ring the bell and they're collecting money. So, of course, there's other things. But I say all that to say that the journalists that I, uh, they're, they're my friends, my journalist friends, I ask them in so many ways, what makes a person want to be featured or how would you want to feature them or how would they pitch you? And they gave me answers. So that's in the Ready, Set, Go Speak program. If you missed the summit, all of those interviews are in the Ready, Set, Go Speak program. You could take a listen to them because they give really good insights and some really good tips. One of them gave us such a, the best tip of how to actually be invited to be a uh, opinion editorial guest columnist for a major daily. He gave some good tips on that. But one of the things that I did that was a good media hook or different is that I invited the media to be a part of an event to be the bell ringers. And we call this the celebrity bell ringers. So for this particular year, I called on my media friends to be celebrity bell ringers. We created an event. I think it was Thanksgiving Eve, I think it was, or maybe Thanksgiving Day, I'm not really sure. But they came out and they were actually, because that kicks off the the for the Salvation Army, the bell ringing. And so we had them ringing the bell. It was kind of like their, their main thing. So we staged it, we did the press release. The media, they were actually invited. They were so excited to be a part of the story that it, the story became a story. That was one. Then another year, in order for uh, us to really kick off and launch that, of course, we always had bell ringers, bell ringers anyway. So we would maybe pull out a certain uh, group of bell ringers that not necessarily the media, but maybe another group. So anyway, every year you have to think of an angle or a hook in order to pitch. So that's what I'm saying in terms of PR campaigns. How does it start? How does how do you keep it going? How do you keep the momentum? What if it's the same story? I worked at um, at, at a PR firm, and one of the things that we dealt was McDonald's was one of our clients. Okay, so everybody knows McDonald's. Why would McDonald's need PR? Well, PR is part of marketing. So if you don't market, you don't sell. So one of the things that we had to do was that part of it was events, part of it was community outreach, a lot of different, you will hear people talk about, oh, well, that was a PR stunt or that was a PR uh, type of a, a program that they put together. Yes, because the story at a certain point, it's like, how many different ways can you say the same thing? So you have to do different things to make it interesting, to make it relevant, to make it timely to make it have that human interest to it. So a lot of times we would do with the McDonald's, we would do things maybe with the Ronald McDonald house. And that still puts the, the McDonald's in the, in the spotlight, so to speak, in terms of PR. So there's different ways uh, to do it. And, and, and through all of this, one of the main points I want to say is that you need to develop relationships with the media. So every single year, you're doing the same type of story or every single month you're doing the same type of story 
you talk to the media, ask them what it is that will make it more interesting. What is it they're working on? How maybe you can fit what your client is or what you do in what they're doing, because it has to fit with that media and has to fit with that timing. So pitches, press releases, uh, for authors, it's pretty easy because you have a book and you can kind of pull things out of there. The other thing that really makes a good PR campaign, I'll give you an example. There was um, a young lady. Uh, she actually won the Cranes 40 Under 40. There she is right here. She's a uh, picture there in front of Cranes, but she won one of the 40 Under 40. And she took my brand accelerator course, which is really the quick start course in the Ready, Set, Go. All right. So you see, it's all about accelerating, ready, set, go. And she took that course, uh, Branding Accelerator. It's, it's about 12 modules. It goes through how to put together your brand. Now, she graduated last year. And now she's on this cover of this magazine, but her brand is now intact. And I've seen her campaign and she's put out some press releases. She's been in other media organizations. She's leveraged one thing after another. So it builds. So one of the things that her main story for that is that she is uh, executive director, I think one of the first African-American women to be in a college over this particular conservatory and said it's full circle because she started there in undergrad, but she actually dropped out when she was a teenager and then she went back to school. And so it's kind of like a really good, quote unquote, rags to riches story where she started here and then it's full circle and now she's on top, right? She started from here and right there. And um and so I'm really proud of her of doing that and taking that information and moving it from uh, business news to community news, to television news, to everything she's doing, she's posting on Facebook. So one of the things that the media journalists that I interviewed, the black journalists that I interviewed, what they said is that they get a lot of information from social media, Twitter, Facebook, not so much Instagram, but, but if you are on Twitter and there's a certain media you would like to get attention of, follow them on Twitter, tag them on Twitter. Now, don't be a spammer. I just said tag them and retweet some of the things that they do, like some of their posts on Facebook, because most of the times they're pushing out their stories. So like I said, if you go to readysetgospeak.com, you can hear all the interviews. It's about uh, six hours of interviews of just those journalists there, plus the Branding Accelerator Program, which is a quick start guide of really going through from soup to nuts, how to really build your brand, right? To build the brand. So the people that I've worked with over the years, we've built their brand starting from really zero. There was one particular client that I had, uh, Dr. Geneva, where she didn't even have a domain name. Didn't have a domain name, didn't even know what to call herself. Didn't want to call her her first and last name. She wanted to call it something else. So we called it Dr. Geneva Speaks. If you go to drgenevaspeaks.com, beautiful website. But more so than that, we had to really figure out who was her target? What was she selling? What problem was she bringing to the market? And so when we put together our go-to-market strategy, she wanted to do online courses. She wanted to do a book. She's done a book. She wanted to do like a, a TED Talk. So I actually had her uh, do a, um, before her book was launched, because that's a big part of it. You do things before the book is launched. She did like a TED Talk, which is in Detroit at the Charles H. Wright Museum. And it's called Twisted Storyteller. So she did that. And that was on the pre-order page. And, and she won a contest for um, being uh, seniors for over 50. And from there, she actually got into a commercial where she did Health Alliance Plan. It was seen on CNN. I mean, so her career took a whole nother 
life, a whole nother brand. She also too went through the, the branding accelerator program, but we made a list of publications that she wanted to be in, in types of media that she wanted to target. There were things where she did an event that actually uh, was very successful, sold out pre-COVID. Thank goodness it was pre-COVID. So it was a beautiful event. And it was actually um, Martin Luther King Day. And it talked about dreams and really making your dreams come to life. And she turned 71 this year. And so she was like, you know, you still have to dream, you know, keep the dream alive. So it was a really good brand and mix. She has an online course she called How to Own a Room and Walk with Influence. I mean, so that takes time, people, putting these pieces together in terms of marketing and PR. But you know what it starts with? My Ready, Set, Go, Speak system that this part of this membership program is that the ready phase is really getting the mindset and getting the clarity first, the confidence, the clarity, uh, getting a coach really, really helps you to hone down on everything. And actually, I love books. That's why I love promoting authors and speakers. So this particular author, this is the old one, uh, Words of Wisdom by Reverend Run, one of my favorite books. And, uh, and I've interviewed him too on a blog uh, years ago, I had a, a blog, not a blog, but a podcast called Chocolate Pages. And Reverend Run, I interviewed him on there about one of the books him and his wife had pulled out. But this particular quote that he had, and I'll tell you about how this book came about too, uh, Words of Wisdom, Daily Affirmations of Faith by Reverend Run. If any of those old hip hoppers out there remember Reverend Run, Run DMC. The difference between success and failure is information. If you sincerely want to succeed in life, I suggest two things, the acquisition of knowledge and determination. This is all in my ready formula, right? The, the, the ready, set, go. The ready phase is knowledge and determination. Study those who are successful and do what they do, which is something that I've always done. I've always had mentors. It's very simple. The key is mentorship. If you can follow in the footsteps of winners, you can win too. So this particular book is a book of little snippets like that. But how he started this book, talk about a God idea. He used to just type things out in the bathtub. I don't know if you, if, for those who are watching it on YouTube, you can kind of see. He was he typed those things out in the bathtub on, I believe it was looked like it was a Blackberry. So, <laughs> so those would be like as he relaxed. As things were downloaded to him, he would just type them out and then he would send them out as a tweet. And then eventually all of those tweets of all of those nuggets became his words of wisdom, which became the book, which became the next uh, bestseller. He obviously, uh, Russell Simmons is his brother, gave him a, a endorsement. Gail King gave him an endorsement. Kid Rock, uh, some other people um, as well. But just goes to show you just what it is that mentorship. So ready, set, go, speak. Those are the, the, the phases of that of that particular platform. The ready is getting the mindset. Really, when you're ready to go to market, you're not going to go automatically. You need to have that ready phase. The ready phase um, is really defining your niche, picking a niche, defining it, honing it down like you did with Dr. Geneva. Who is it? What problem are you solving? The set phase, you know, is really getting that whole marketing materials together. So you're getting the cover together. You're getting your brand colors. You're getting your your photo shoot and professional photo shoot and the brand, you know, pulling together 
your marketing materials for your website, the copy, all of that, the things that you need when you go to market. And then the goal, when you actually put together the goal, when you're doing the outreach, you're doing the calls, you're making the partnerships, the collaborations are a big part of PR. It's a big part of PR. A part of a campaign really has to do with those outreach and collaborations. Had a few clients, um, Ken Brown and Dr. Lorene, um, they were brand new authors. Ken Brown owned a McDonald's and he wanted to just go and be a coach and a motivational speaker and author. So I paired him up with a ghostwriter. He got his book, got a story out there. That was his main message. And then um, he got some endorsements, Tabitha Smiley, T.D. Jakes, Dennis Kimbrough. These are people that I knew that I knew that they would love his book and they endorsed his book. And his book then was like, well, if I like Dennis Kimbrough, if I like Les Brown and I like Tabitha Smiley, then hmm, then I'll probably like Ken's book. So it gave him instant credibility in terms of the motivational personal development field because he was a franchise owner of a McDonald's. He owned three McDonald's. Good thing to do, but he wanted to transition. So I'm really good about helping people pivot into another space because I know the steps or the people that they need, that they need to meet in order to make that pivot. The other one was uh, Dr. Lorene. Dr. Lorene had really, she lived in Texas. She worked for an oil company and kind of quasi retired and wanted to do something different, wanted to write a book. And the book was spiritual, but it also had a lot of business tips in it as well. And Dr. Cindy Trim, one of my former clients, endorsed her book. Dr. Cindy Trim, the same thing with her, putting her into when she came and was doing her book launch for Command Commanding Your Morning, was really putting her on a, a speaking tour, tour. You know, she was on the Word Network. She was on TCT. She was on different radio stations. That's part of it. When you do have a book, it does give you an immediate platform because you know what you're speaking of. But there is about a hundred things you need to do before you even start promoting that book. That was the other call I had um, with a client that said, oh, I have a book and I'd like you to help me um, get the book out there. And I said, well, when is it? She said, well, it's coming out next month. I said, well, did you do the things that I said that you should do before the book? And she said she did. And one of the things I said, you know, make sure that when you are doing your PR campaign, that it is a campaign that offers value to people who read it, watch it, and listen to it, right? Because you don't want to come off as a spam. You don't want to come off as a person that's pitching, that's trying to sell something. You want to offer value. You want to offer something that people will that wouldn't have known otherwise. And I said, okay, you're doing your Facebook Live. You're doing all of these other things, but you're just saying it. I need you to be in some, you pitch yourself to somebody's TV, radio, or magazine. And the reason why I, I, I talk about the media so is because the media will position you different than you positioning yourself as the best thing since sliced bread. You want someone else to say you're the best thing since sliced bread instead of you saying it. Okay. And that's why I said, uh, that, like I said, the client here that won this award. I mean, she's a great person before she won the award, but now that we have, she's won the award, there's validation. Just had Brian Oles. He was on the cover of Speakers Magazine. And one of the things he's so proud of is that people now see him in a different light, right? Same Brian, just see him in a different light because of the magazine, because of the coverage of the magazine. And that's one reason why I did create Speakers Magazine, because I knew there were a lot of good people out here that were speakers but they weren't getting the shine that they needed. 
And so we partner with people, which is a big part of doing PR. We uh, had um, one of my first clients was Andrea Hall. Now, Andrea Hall had been a weekend anchor for CNN for many years. And she basically left CNN. Then she went to Hallmark Channel. And but then at a certain point in time, she kind of left TV altogether and was just like a speaker and an author. And she had to make the pivot of like, I'm not just a journalist, I'm not just a journalist. I am a speaker and an author. I have a message I want to share with the world. She's gone on to be with the Lord. She passed several years ago. Um, but one of my favorite clients, lovers, breast cancer. But uh, one of the things that really made a difference was that she was in Gospel Today magazine. She was on another book, another Christian woman's magazine as a cover story and put her in different lights versus the CNN. Now, obviously, her career made a difference when we were pitching her because that was just part of her story. But when we're doing her campaign, we're taking the things that she is and pivoting to where she wants to go. So the Christian uh, newspapers, the Christian magazines, the Christian radio stations, that's where she was going versus the, the hardcore career and working in, in, in hard news in New York and CNN and magazines in Boston. So that was all part of her. But now she wrote a book called The Walk at Work, which is still around. You still get on Amazon. And she had a, a media presentation company. And she was teaching people how to walk at work, walk meaning walk with God at work. So it was a whole nother brand and a pivot. And when we did her launch, we actually launched it out in terms of uh, to, to different audiences and things like that. And uh, she showed her previous life as a journalist sitting at the CNN desk and where she is now. And, and so, you know, part of this takes time to develop and, and talk through someone who like knows the media, but then also knows where they want to go, knows that person's career, help them articulate that and serve it up, serve their message out when they're doing the outreach so that it makes interest, hits it as a story, but also hits the mark in terms of where they want to go. And then the last phase is speak. Really, yes, you're, you've got to know your signature speech. You have to know the stories that you want to tell, uh, talking sound bites, uh, when you are doing things, um, making sure that once you do speak and it's done, you did the great interview or the great speech on the stage, that you get testimonials. That's one thing. So I'm trying to put together sizzle reels for my clients. And I said, okay, give me some of your footage so we can put it together. They don't have any testimonials on footage. So just a reminder, wherever you speak, please make sure that people are on. You know, I don't care if you do it on your phone, but give us some footage so that we can use in your sizzle reel, in your demo reel. Because that's the main thing that's going to sell you. You need, you need to do that. So what is the one thing that you need if you're an author? or you're coming out with the book and you're a speaker, is to go and actually do some type of uh, uh, signature event or either get on a TED Talk or do something like a Twisted Storytellers first to really test the interest of your story. Explain the, the genesis of your story. That's one of the first things. It kind of shapes the perceptions. You know, they say that PR people are image makers. Not really image makers, but we do shape the image. And, and, and someone, I've been doing this for like three decades. It's so second nature for me to do that. And that's what I really 
feel like I'm called to really do now is to help people do that. Because I see so many people are leaving corporate America, especially since this pandemic, leaving corporate America, wanting to do their own thing. Sat down with a a group of ladies the other day, uh, social distance, and they said, I want to do something different. How do I how do I start? And I said, one of the first things I'd like you to do is to go to my old podcast, digitalbusinessacceleration.com. I did 52 of those episodes about how to take your business online. I said, and that's, that's pretty, they're pretty extensive. And, you know, you can go to the dbapodcast.com and listen to those. There's a free training there. You can listen to two to 15, just so you can see besides being a speakerpreneur or authorpreneur, you're also just an entrepreneur. So you need to know the online system. And I've been in this three decades. So I've always made different uh, transitions. When I saw technology moving a different way, I'm I'm more or less like a can see futuristic type of things. Like Like I said, I podcasted 10 years ago. So this is nothing new to do a podcast now. I knew that that would be a thing. Authors need to speak about their books. Speakers, the more you speak, the more you sell the book. So they, they go hand in hand. And then thought leaders and experts, they have expertise. They need to share it online. I've been doing this for a while. And now a lot of publishing companies have their own podcasts. Well, Chocolate Pages podcast I did years ago because my clients that I had, I worked with Zondervan, Harvest House, Moody, uh, Harrison House, all the houses, Faith, Faith Words. I put them on a podcast because I need them to talk about their book. And even just recently, Juanita Rasmus, I had her on Speakers Magazine on speakers.fm talking about her book. That is part of it. Speakers need to speak about their book and having the platform and then sharing it across partnering with other people and collaborating is part of what PR is public relations, not just social media, but public relations. And, And during that, speaking of, public relations and media relations. So I remember doing a lot of stories when I worked for the uh, African-American Museum and when I was doing PR for the Salvation Army and also too for uh, another nonprofit that I would have different journalists that I would work with over the years. And I was at different places or I worked with different clients, but they stayed my friends. Gerald Ford was one. He was uh, gospel, had a gospel show, uh, Deborah Smith Pollard gospel show. Jonathan Blakely, I remember him. He's now, I believe, in Minnesota now, but he was in D.C., but he was in Detroit, and he was he was an uh, executive producer at WWJ. And, um, you know, Glenn Plummer, I used to produce his Christian, Christian television show as well. So media move around, and so do the, the people that are around them, like the publicists. They have different clients, but you still keep in touch with the media. So what's the best way to keep in touch with the media? I'd say a lot of the journalists today have their own websites, but follow them on Twitter. And if they don't have their own websites, follow them on Twitter, go on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. Uh, Those are places where you can go and actually just make sure that you understand who they are as a person, what type of things they're covering and see where you fit in with that. See where you fit in with that. Where does your story fit in with something that they are looking to amplify? And making sure, listening to those interviews, for those who did, you hear exactly what they're looking for. They tell you exactly what they're looking for. They're not trying to, as as Black journalists, they're trying to find as much diversity of voices 
in the publications as possible. That's really their main their main thing that they're really trying to do. So media stories are um, very, very important. And I remember working with another organization. I was their PR marketing consultant, uh, Michigan Minority Supplier Development Company. Years ago, got them. Now, the president of the organization built up his profile as you build up his personal brand, then the organization's brand grew. And this is way before people were really talking about personal brand. So we started a podcast for Lewis. Then we started a blog for Lewis. And then we were doing email marketing for Lewis and making sure that we built a list and pulled, pulled together his, his social media, his Twitter account, his um, Facebook account, making sure that we're up to date with his LinkedIn. But because of the whole thing was content marketing and telling the stories, he would interview entrepreneurs that were part of the organization, the MMSDC organization, or, you know, Michigan Minority Supplier Development Council, and then it, then it changed to something else, but it was always about minorities in business. So we would have events, and, and so it was always easy to find a story that we could pitch to the media. And eventually those all collided, the social media, the blog, the podcast, the email, the stories, the events, all of that is like part of a campaign, but it doesn't really become a campaign until you have all of the phases, you know, the ready phase, the set phase, the go phase, and then the speak phase. We couldn't just go from speaking start putting all this stuff out there without actually going through those other phases. And that's where I really sit with people month after month, week after week, sometimes year after year, until they really become so um, branded that it becomes attraction marketing at that point where things just are coming to them. They're being attracted to them because they built a brand. They've built a brand. So that is that is it for today. I've, I've hit the 30-minute mark, and I always said I want to promise to get you out here in 30 minutes. But the go-to-market strategy, just really quick, um, if you want to do that, I think we might still have that um, available to really talk to you about it. But if we don't have the go-to-market, um, if it's not available anymore, still go to readysaygospeak.com, and that's where we'll actually have all of the information available for you to really take your brand to the next level. So with that, I will talk with you later. I'm Pam Perry and I am out. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.